You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Folks, he's back. You've been waiting for the return of the Wicked Planet host, Ron from New England. And uh, really happy to be able to do this with you, man. I figured I, I really wanted to reach out to someone that has seen these commercials, watch TV like I used to watch TV when I was a kid. Um, you know, it, it, some people just don't even watch TV and don't get commercials anymore. And then you go back and watch something with commercials and you kind of missed it the whole time. So first of all, what's going on with you, Ron? Oh, no, just been real busy. The show's been busy. I've been making a lot of appearances like this. Oh, yeah. And uh, trying to research for uh, some of the series I'm working on. Nice. And trying to learn how to use TikTok, which I know know is the evil Satan, right? But No, I mean, I think that there's just a ton of bots on there. I think like 90% of the people on there are bots. Oh, Um, no, I agree. I agree 100%. I've got one post. And I don't know how many followers I got. And you go and just look at all the followers. They're like, well, I know there's some people that have like 3000 Instagram followers and then like 400,000 damn TikTok followers. You know, it's like that. doesn't add up. Yeah. But um, and I'm going to be referencing actually something you kind of teed me up perfectly here, but I'm going to move into that in just a second. So what Ron and I are going to do here today, I think is going to be pretty fun. And the visuals are going to be available on Patreon. Um, and if you want this, are you doing a Patreon yet, Ron? I have it. I have it all set up. And uh, I just got to finish my banking information on it, basically. And then okay. I got to make some content for it. So, sure. so yeah, it's, it's almost there. Well, hey, if you want to use the visuals for this as well, um, I have a way where you can do it without setting up a Vimeo account. So you don't have to pay an extra $100 a year for it. So, um, you know, what, what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of these old commercials, whether they be like controversial, kind of funny in like a sexist way, you know, because oh, yeah. all these commercials in the 60s and 70s were bad, dude. Big and uh, so we're going to go through all these and kind of like just analyze them briefly. I've got a bunch of cigarette commercials. I got a bunch of like Illuminati reference commercials. I've got the first commercial that was aired after JFK was shot, which is very hypnotizing and strange. And uh, I have no idea what Ron's got. So that's kind of what you're in for uh, today in this episode. And uh, I like to do this with everyone, even though most of my audience knows about you, Ron. Plug your stuff right up front here because of the attention span, because of said TikTok and things like that, you know? Oh, yeah. So uh, Instagram, Ron from New England. Uh, Come and follow my page. Check it out. I usually post some pretty funny stuff on there. And uh, also the Wicked Planet podcast has a page on Instagram. So check that out. The Wicked Planet podcast is uh, once a week. 
Sometimes I throw a bonus episode in. And you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Anywhere you can find a dangerous world, you can find uh, the Wicked Planet, uh, except for Patreon. Uh, that's not quite ready, but we'll get there. But yeah, Spotify, Apple, Google, Podbean, Podverse, Podcast. Uh, what is it? Pocket Cast. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. There's so, too many so yeah, them. we're out there. So come check it out. See if you like what we got. Yeah, and you guys are doing great stuff over there. You and, you yeah, and thanks. the Buckley. I, I like how I get the sexy beast shout out every once in a while. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of his thing. And he sells it, too. It sounds like he's really uh, turned on when he's saying sexy beast, and he's just screaming it out, so it's nice. Yeah, he makes me wonder sometimes, but that's and, okay. Me, too, and I, <laughs> I've never met the guy, but no, I, he, yeah. he's a really fun dude. So, yeah. um, yeah, you're up to some great stuff over there, and like I said, I think this is going to be a really fun episode, but... uh. I want it. You mentioned TikTok there. Have you heard of the 50 Cent Army? No. So this is fascinating and it ties right into what we're doing because you know how we're a lot of us are kind of thinking um, some of us more than others. But you know that there are the, the idea of controlled opposition and this idea where um, this seemingly organic forming podcast or TV show or media personality that's kind of like on the outskirts in the fringe of media, um, you know, Joe Rogan types, Alex Jones, um, smaller shows too, right? Now, this 50 Cent Army is a Chinese idea, and the idea comes from any uh, Chinese kid or citizen posting pro-Chinese propaganda in any country gets 50 cents per post, right? Oh, wow. That, that's yeah. a ton of money for them. Well, it, it is a lot of money for Chinese people for sure. And then, but I mean, think about if you're constantly just promoting China um, all the time, you, you would be getting 50 cents pretty, pretty regularly. And all that it is, is a post. And we post all the time. Some people post thousands of times a day. Um, now, what's interesting is that the United States has its own version of this, supposedly. And there's between 400,000 and 2 million people that are on the 50 cent army um, of China. There's not much known about the American version. But it's very interesting that meme accounts potentially are are doing this kind of stuff. And um, it's basically it, I, it, the name may not be 100 percent accurate, but it's nice to put a name on one of these entities that may be subliminally um, promoting some sort of agenda without us knowing at all. And it just seems like an organic conversation. Yeah, and I think that's mostly what most advertisement is, too. Right. I mean, I mean, their job is to sell you something. Mm hmm. And whatever it takes to do that. And the other thing is now it's, it's getting your eyes locked to the screen. Yeah. And, that, and that's where these, uh, this Chinese thing's got to be. I mean, that must be their angle, right? But they get you to, you know, lock it. Like you say, meme accounts. I mean, I watch a, I have a, I follow a bunch of those, you know, yeah. because it's, it's a lot of it's pretty funny. I mean, it's yeah. actually really funny. But the thing is, if they can do that in a way, uh, to push Chinese propaganda, which a lot of accounts that, you know, we might, I mean, we don't know where they're coming from, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they could be coming from China and we're just mindlessly following them because, you know, we don't really think about that. Well, but, and so but, the idea here too is like, it doesn't necessarily need to be 50 cents per post. That's just like the clearest information that we have. And I was watching all kinds of CIA videos and stuff on this. And um, I mean, it could be someone is just out there promoting funny things, seemingly like brainless material. And then when something like the Ukraine war happens, this goofy meme account is suddenly political and they're on the side of Ukraine, even if it's just for a post or two. But right. you're, you're thinking the whole time, dude, these guys are hilarious. It's funny. I like what they're promoting. What a cool group of people to hang out with if I ever got the chance. Oh, they're on Ukraine side. Well, I guess I better be on Ukraine side, too, because I, I agree with their, their comedy right now. Um, the the idea of most advertisement, it's selling products and ideas, right? Or products and services. But I think that the most important thing now is selling ideas, making people think a certain way. And, and we're going to see that right now. But um, when I start going through some of this stuff, dude, I'm going to share my screen with you. When I start going through some of this stuff, I go down some rabbit holes, unfortunately. And I wanted to see if you'd ever seen this. This first video doesn't have anything to do with uh, what we're talking about, but it is the CIA. And it's some pretty interesting information uh, from the 70s. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear this when it starts playing. All right. Have you brought with you um, some of those devices which would have enabled the CIA to use this poison for, we have indeed, for killing people? 
William Colby presenting a gun. Well, that's not William Colby there. CIA presenting a gun with a scope on it. Don't, don't point it at me. <laughs> and William Colby describes I wonder if, what's if, going on. Mitch, can you roll that over? Roll that over. <laughs> no. Does, does this... Does this pistol uh, fire the dart? Yes, it does, Mr. Chairman. The, uh, that, the round thing at the top is obviously the sight. The rest of it is uh, what is practically a, uh, a normal 45, although it's, a, it's special. It, however, it, it works by electricity. There's a battery in the handle, and it fires a small dart. So that when it fires, it fires silently? Almost silently, yes. Uh, very little. Very what little. range does it have? 100 meters, I believe, about. About 100 yards, 100 meters. About 100 meters range. Right. And the dart itself, when it strikes the, the, the uh, target, um, does the uh, target know that he's, about, that he's been hit and about to die? That depends, Mr. Chairman, on the particular dart used. There are different kinds of these flechettes uh, that were used in, in uh, various weapon systems, and a special one was developed which potentially would be able to uh, enter the target without perception. Crazy, right? Yeah, you know, would that be something like the precursor to the well, what they call the heart attack gun i think that's that, exactly that we know what that, that the was. russians right the russians use that that's a pretty common thing for kgb uh agents to use as a heart attack gun so that's undetectable yeah and i mean quiet 100 range which is farther than you get out of a normal pistol so i'm wondering if that's like accurate 100 yards right I mean, you can't shoot a 45 Ryan, that's, well that's 300 feet yeah you can't shoot a 45 that far accurately 300 feet's a long ways for a little pistol right oh so, yeah yeah i mean a rifle it's no problem but uh like an ar-15 or a 270 or like whether it's high powered or just like uh you know more tactical a type of a gun a, or a 22 22 even could probably get there yeah yeah um but it's very interesting so yeah i wanted to see what you have but again since we're looking into the cia stuff i don't think that we can start without uh sharing a nice little woke cia ad and some of you might remember this um but since we are talking about commercials and the cia does dabble in commercials a lot this is very important and uh her message is not that of protecting the country and its interests but people when i was feelings. 17 i quoted zora neale hurston's how it feels to be colored me in my college application essay the line that spoke to me stated simply i am not tragically colored there is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. <laughs> at 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. <laughs> I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, That's good but my CIA, existence right? is not a box checking yeah, exercise. I am a walking, <laughs> a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, on? I refuse to internalize misguided him. patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. 
I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. Miha, you're worth it. You're worth it, Miha. Yeah, you know what? And, and Okay, so something just struck me, right? What's that? How many of these big booty Latina influences? Oh, yeah. I love them. I love them. On Inst- okay, but on Instagram or TikTok, how do we know they're not CIA agents? I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, she fits. Yeah. Hey, dude, she's a good looking lady. Yeah, I, you, yeah, she's you not could, bad. You can tell she's got the she's got the big Latina big booty. There's something about it. There's something, and and this is the my favorite part of the the city that I live in of Tucson, Arizona. There's there they they are literally a dime a dozen out here. Okay, they're Ryan, they're running around. Ryan, do you remember we did a whole segment on that particular video like months and months ago? Did we? Yeah, we, yeah, we did, and we did it when we were uh, Alex Stein was hosting us. Nice, and we were all on that show when we were talking when that video first came out. And we talked a lot about it then because that was right when they were doing a lot of advertising and recruiting for the CIA, like yeah. like right after the beginning of COVID, like about six or six or nine months in. Yeah. Yeah. Which just adds to the PSYOP, I think. Oh, yeah. It's very I mean, it's wild. And and I mean, uh, what is that supposed to tell people? It's it's telling people that, you know, protecting the, the country and doing your job, which is what we're told the CIA does. Now, we know better. but what they're telling us is that it's more important to feel safe working for the CIA or working anywhere for that matter, rather than just getting your job done. Um, I say that feeling safe is, is a close second to getting the job done. Sometimes people do. And that doesn't mean that women should be sexually harassed on the job, but I don't think that that happens very often. It used to happen a lot in the sixties and seventies, maybe the eighties. Oh yeah. Doesn't happen that much anymore, man. And, And maybe it is because we're holding people accountable for it and stuff, but I don't think that should be advertised. That should actually kind of be behind the scenes. And I think most men understand that, you know, you can't talk to a woman like they're a piece of meat anymore, you know? Well, you shouldn't anyway. Sure. I'm not, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm old school. I was raised old school and you were always to uh, respect women. Sure. You know, because Absolutely. it was more it was more in tune to how did how did you respect your mom mm-hmm. or your aunts or your grandmother or whatever? You just didn't get out of line. Yeah. So it shouldn't be any different with just any female on the street. I mean, that's just my take on it. No, yeah, you know, you're I, right, I, dude. I, I mean, yeah, you know, I think that we have a lack of masculine. Uh, what is it? Masculinity. Uh, yeah. Well, what was the term? What's the term that they're using now? Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Yeah, I think we need more of that. Yeah. But you, but you can do it. You can do it uh, and be respectful to women too, because, you know, I mean. We can't survive with a nation of soy boys. Yeah, absolutely not. And I think that uh, soy boys are more often the, the the types of people that are abusive to women. If there isn't this coalition of people that are uh, that are going to hold them accountable and make them, uh, you know, call them misogynistic. These people yeah. don't care about abusing women. They just don't want to be called misogynistic. That's all that it is. So, um, yeah, man, I, let me know uh, when you want to share one of yours, because I've got quite a few here. Uh, where should we start, dude? I've been going in on Taco Bell quite a bit lately. I saw your post earlier. Yeah, and I don't know if you'd seen this one, Ron. I'm going to share with you something pretty interesting here when it comes to Taco Bell, because if I can get this damn thing to stop playing by itself. But yeah, so uh, here we go. I'm going to share my screen with you, and you will see the Taco Bell Illuminati commercial, which I don't know if you remember this or seen this before. Have you seen this? I don't know. There's a powerful connection between the dollar and Taco Bell. Because it unlocks a world of 20 decadent menu items from breakfast to late night for just a dollar each. 20 items for a dollar. 20 steps on the pyramid. Who's really behind this? Is it the Illuminati or the Bell Illuminati? Experience the power of the dollar at Taco Bell. That's pretty crazy, right? At Taco Bell, the dollar gets you access to more. This is just an extended version. Like the new $1 stacker with lavish layers of seasoned beef and melty cheese. But how can all these layers only cost a dollar? Something's not stacking up. Is the $1 stacker reserved for a secret society? Or just anyone with a dollar? The answer 
is yes. <laughs> do you hey, think that? Yeah. Do you think they're just giving a dig on conspiracy theorists? I think so, man. But like people were getting upset about it. Like uh, there was some like high level um, like uh, journalist that was talking about the CIA and the Illuminati, and they were criticizing Taco Bell for making light of it. And I mean, I, I actually think it's pretty funny. But then once you start looking into the symbolism within that bell, um, someone even made the connection of like the Glocka, the Nazi uh, Nazi bell. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of fun. I mean, that one's more of a goofy one. Right. But there are some very, very interesting ones. Um, my my uh, prized commercial, I will share with you later here. But uh, you are able to share your screen if you would like to do so. Yeah, well, what I what I had, Ryan, is I went out and looked at. Now you got to remember, at my age, I remember a lot of these commercials. Yeah, you know, when television was in its infancy, I mean, I don't remember when I started watching television, but it was probably mid to late sixties. Okay, you know, when when being sexist was like normal. Yeah, uh, always always talking down to women. Women belong in the kitchen, and, and, and I mean, it is some. And I don't want to sound too sexist here, but I mean, I mean, that is one of the angles that I kind of wanted to talk about is how they used advertisement to make women believe it kind of like the feminist movement. Like, so they wanted women to believe that, okay, why are you home? You should be out working. You don't need, you don't need to rely on a man, mm-hmm. which we know was the whole psyop to get women to go to work so that they could pay taxes. Yeah, and, and when they were at work and the kids had nobody to watch them, then the kids were put in, uh, you know, daycare centers, YMCA, boys and girls clubs. Or they were whatever. home alone. It, or, or, well, or in school where they could be like indoctrinated by the state at that point. And that's how I think they used a lot of advertising for their agenda to break up the nuclear family. I know maybe it's a stretch, but I don't really think it is. No, I think that you're right on on base there, for yeah. sure. The chef does everything but cook. That's what wives are for. More doctors okay. smoke camels than any other cigarette. Yeah, I got the actual TV commercial for that too. Okay, so I just want to touch on this real quick, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm just going to pause the video, but I'm going to leave it up there so people can still see it. But uh, okay, so more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette, right? Yeah. So, so this, of course, is way back when it was all the before stop smoking campaign, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, I smoke, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm on the road to quit, but I'm just not ready for that yet. Sure. But, but the thing is, uh, okay. So for them, and I brought this in because of how they're using doctors now to push the, uh, the you know what, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, so if, so if the viewer like says, well, a doctor says it, it must be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got here, uh, you know, smoke camels and that's not the only one. Right. So, so let's go a little further. On the bottom, it says your T zone will tell you T for treat and T for taste. This one is funny. The best things come in cellophane. Could you imagine a baby trying to breathe wrapped up in cellophane? Oh yeah. It's a stork holding a baby in a cellophane bag. Here's oh, another man. one that shows. Uh, let me. Uh, I wonder if I can turn this down without you, so you can still hear me. Can you hear me, okay, Ryan? Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's what I wanted to go over right here. <laughs> another oh. one. Because, Heroin. Because it's a pharmaceutical. Look at the pharmaceutical brand. It's Bayer. Yeah, that's German. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was basically IG, IG Farbing Farben in the beginning. Sure. But uh but Bayer Pharmaceutical brought us the aspirin, right? And uh, you know, and everyone, oh, take your bear aspirin. That was the whole campaign when I was at, when I was younger. You know, take your bear aspirin. They used to have bear uh children's aspirins, chewables or whatever. But check this out. It is cheapest specific for the relief of bronchitis, whooping cough, <laughs> and it's and it's heroin hydrochloride. Which is just straight up heroin. Hey, so, so gotta this, do what so, you gotta do. Well, you know, I always wondered who was the dude that figured out how to make heroin. It was the Nazis, <laughs> and and uh, and Bay, of course they had to make a lot of synthetic things, right, for the troops, painkilling, sure, uh, morphine, uh, morphine, 
The Germans invented morphine. Of course, that's based from heroin, right? Essentially heroin, yeah. So is oxycontin, yeah. opiates. Yeah. Oh yeah, opiates, right? So, so, but Bayer is also the company that made Zyklon B, mm-hmm. and that was the uh, supposed to have been a pesticide, but it was used to gas the uh, concentration camp people. Yeah. So, so I thought that one was kind of interesting. And it's interesting. crazy that these companies are able to stay in business today and get a lot of government money. Tons of government money. Bear is huge. Mm. Bear Bear bought out Monsanto. How big is that? So so now they're the biggest poisoner, like in the in the world. All right, yeah, let's man. let's play a little more. Yeah, this is good. Actually, I put it. I'm going to turn the sound down on YouTube a little sure. bit. Sure. This flat tire needs a man, but oh, here's another one. <laughs> Saying there's no man around and the weak female can't change her own tire. And this must have been before AAA, right? Unfortunately, this is kind of true, though. I've had to help many women help change their tires. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. that there are women out there that can change tires. But Okay, what is the next one here? I just want to skip over a few. If your wife, if your can't, wife cook. can't cook, don't divorce her. Keep her for a pet and eat at our place. <laughs> uh, Aren't these funny, though? I mean, can't we joke about this? Oh, nice. I like this one. Okay, okay, so here's little Johnny. Actually, I'm gonna turn the sound right off YouTube. We don't need it. Okay. Here's little here's little Johnny. He's got a he's wearing his jockeys. Yeah. Uh which which, you know, too much information, but I'm a briefs guy. Uh jockeys are fucking suck. You wear tiny like, whiteies? Uh well, they're not white. They're mostly black, blue, gray, shit like that. But I okay. wear Hanes. Slim. I'm a Hanes. Like I'm a Hanes man. A Hanes. I'm a Hanes man. man. Okay. But look what Johnny's got in his hand. He's packing heat. Little Johnny's got himself a six shooter, which was commonplace in the day. <laughs> sure. Which was what? totally commonplace. I had I had toy guns all over the place, which I think later in this video, when we get to one, was the absolute most wanted toy as a kid. Now, when I was a kid, we used to play army all the time. Mm-hmm. Every kid in the neighborhood, we would get together. It was about like 10 of us. We would all split up and we would go out at night and do this and do like night ops. We would split up our teams into two equal parts. One team would go out into the woods and hide and wait to ambush us. And our job was to go into the woods at night in pitch black, no flashlights, nothing. Find them. And if we could find them before they saw us, well, then we got to take them prisoner. Nice. We had some really cool games when we were kids and it was totally fine. Yeah. But I thought this one was interesting. So so let's see what else we got. Okay. Oh, okay. Here's a good one. Oh boy. Now Marlboro he, cigarettes. His Marlboro cigarette advertising. It says, You're darn tootin'. My dad smokes Marlboro. He knows a good thing. And it's a tiny baby. It's an infant. And it's a little baby who looks to be like maybe three, four months old. Yeah, not even a year. Far yeah, from a year. So, yeah, well, yeah, my dad <laughs> smokes Marlboro's totally fine. Smokes them around me. Hey. When my mom was pregnant with me, she smoked and drank, and Ugh. I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> Where does it say that? What? No, that I said mom... that. Oh, no. I thought that it actually. No, I mean in real life. My mom <laughs> smoked and drank when she was pregnant with me. Oh, yours really did. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, didn't hey, you smoke a pack great. a day or or drink a you know drink a thirty pack a day. But Damn. Uh, okay, okay. So here's another one. We got Santa Claus, right? Yeah. Smoking Lucky Strikes. Luckies are easy on my throat. Luckies are easy on my throat. There are no finer tobaccos than those used in Luckies and Luckies exclusive process. I found out from the commercials that they toasted their tobacco, which made it taste smoother, according to them. Hmm. Because I've got a lot of cigarette commercials that we can play later, too, that are good. so. All right, so there's a couple of the cigarette ones, but there's some other good ones that are coming up here. Yeah, I like that. Oh. Uh, and these are printed ads mostly. So I like how you found a lot of printed ads cuz okay, I did like more commercials on TV. Well, I've got some of those too. Okay. Uh, but I was going I was going for a little bit more older kind of like in-print ads. Now, here's yeah, an yeah. interesting here's an interesting one here. She doesn't care. And they got some dude in a lab coat spraying down a hot chick. Yeah, spraying like down it. up in her titty area yeah with water and she's just oh my god that feels so good yeah yeah it does and this is about selling oil 
has so nothing is- to do with that. So, so, so they're using <laughs> they're using sex because we all know sex sells, right? It sure does. Yeah. So, uh, and then we have and oil yeah, and water whole- don't even mix, so that's stupid. We, no, we got to Okay, so this next one here is is uh, Fazir. Uh, oh no, this is the chick that can't. Uh, she's using de- deodorant, but she says it's not working because her boss hasn't asked her out to lunch yet. Do we want to put volume on this one? Let me have to rewind it a little bit. Yeah. But my boss still hasn't asked me. You're absolutely right. It's neat and quick, and it goes on dry. It did make me feel cool and sweet, just as you said. I did everything you said, but my boss still hasn't asked me to lunch. Unlike some deodorants, Fresh doesn't guarantee you'll get ahead in business. All Fresh does is keep you fresh. When you think of it, that's quite a lot. (laughs) That's quite a lot, right? So, what do we got here? Okay, so here's another one. Is another one that shows how women are the are the weaker sex, right? A woman can open it. (laughs) And this is for our, and that was from our buddies over at uh, Alcoa Aluminum. Sure. When they started making the aluminum twist tops uh, for bottle tops, and and you know. You always have like when you were a kid. Oh, somebody needs to open the Heinz the Heinz ketchup thing because it's too tight. I can't get it. Of course, now we got squirt bottles, right? So we don't have that. Yeah. But to me, that's pretty sexist ad. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny though. These kind of ads are hilarious to me. Okay, I know so, that, that they don't fly, but okay. So this is another good one. For a better start in life, start cola earlier. Oh boy. And it shows little Jimmy. Look to be probably about, I don't know, maybe a year old. And his mom's ready to feed him a bunch of Coca-Cola. How, How soon, soon is... Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Not soon enough. Laboratory tests over the last few years have proven that babies who start drinking soda during that early formative period have a much higher chance of gaining acceptance and fitting in during those awkward preteen years. Mm. So do yourself a favor. Do your child a favor. Start them on a strict regimen of sodas and other sugary carbonated beverages right now for a lifetime of guaranteed happiness. Oh, boy. Now, who do you think's in cahoots with Coca-Cola or whoever made this ad um, in order to try and promote children drinking soda? I don't know, because this was back before uh the country had an obesity problem right i and i think this was right at the beginning of it i was gonna say that's probably what started it because i i would think that this would be the medical industrial complex because if if you start drinking soda as an infant you're probably going to have some like diabetes in the future you're going to be oh, overweight yeah. have a thyroid issue pancreatic yeah. issue and you know, this is going to make you go to the the hospital a lot right yeah so so we know that the pharmaceutical industrial complex needs customers right yeah but in Coca-Cola's defense, back in the day when they used real sugar, I think it was, I mean, I mean, I'm mean, i a Coca-Cola guy. I drink Coca-Cola, right? But uh, I don't drink a lot of it, but I like I maybe drink three or four a week. But the thing is, now that they're using high fructose corn syrup, well, we know that that's really bad, and mm. which comes to the point that I want to make here a little bit later about the food companies and their commercials and how they were designed to basically make you sick. I mean, we're being fed poison now on a daily basis, right? Yeah. But uh and, and there was another and there was another one. I don't know if it's in this particular reel, but uh it, it's one about this worn down housewife and uh and she's like, "Oh man, and I'm and I'm hungry and I'm hungry. I'm just going to have a Coca-Cola because it takes away my appetite and it gives me that boost of energy." Well, if you remember, Coca-Cola had real cocaine in their Coca-Cola. Like, that's not a conspiracy theory. That is a fact. When, when, the, when, uh, Pepperman, Pepper, what was his name? Pepperman was the, was the Pemper, uh, Pemperton, Pemperton, the guy that invented Coca-Cola. Well, he used coca leaves before they were processed in the coca-cola hence the name coca cola because they used the cola nut for the cola pot yeah they use coca leaves for the coca pot right nice now, now they're saying that as of 1929 there was no longer any cocaine in in coca-cola 
Okay. But do we really know that? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to know. I mean, maybe this is I why. Mean, I mean, do we really know that? So this is what they're saying now. Yeah. Well, what they do is they use spent leaves now, leaves that are after the process is is done, to actually remain, you know, to take the 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 drug part out of it, to like to take the cocaine out of it. Yeah. Then they use the spent leaves, and that's what they use to make Coca Cola with. But they say, but it could still have trace amounts. Maybe that's why it's it's the hugest soda company in the world or the hugest beverage company in the world. Maybe there is an addictive component to it. Well, I think anything that's high in sugar is going to be addictive anyways, because they say uh, they've done studies that uh, like brain scans that show that sugar intake uh, affects the same exact part of the brain that certain drugs do. Yeah, any anything that you eat. I mean, like if you just eat good food too, like in the in a positive sense, a lot of that stuff is going to trigger those parts of the brain. It's dopamine, right? A lot of a lot of it's dopamine. Right. Well, a lot of a lot of uh, why people like to eat is just because you know they get it in their mind that they want to have something. It's like a McDonald's burger. Yeah. Like how many times you get a craving for that? How many times you get a craving for Taco Bell? Right. I, I mean, think of it. And it's just and once you eat it, you're like, ah, oh, man, that was a fucking disappointment. Yeah, it's like you just uh, sucked a dick behind a dumpster. Yeah, but you know, if you go back to a, a couple of things about Coca-Cola, right? So Coca-Cola was first designed to be a, a like an elixir, like a stomach remedy. Mm-hmm. And even even doctors have said, yeah, if you've got bad indigestion, if you've got, you know, some stomach issues, heartburn or whatever, Coca-Cola will fix it. And that is true. Mm. That That is actually true. I, I know that if my stomach's a little wonky and if I drink a Coca-Cola, well, I do, I do feel a little bit better. I don't know what part of the Coca-Cola makes you feel better, but, uh, but anyways, but the whole thing with that, that one lady saying, Oh, it takes, takes my appetite away and it gives me a jolt of energy, Mm. you know? So, so I think that that's really smart uh, campaigning on that. And not only that, there's rumored that, you know, between Hallmark and Coca-Cola, they basically invented Christmas. You know, they brought Christmas <laughs> uh, to what it is today. Sure. Remember the whole remember the whole campaign with the polar bears? Yeah, well, they still use Santa Claus today. And Santa Claus, yeah. So 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 I thought that was interesting with the whole Coca-Cola thing. Yeah, that's All right, good. Let's, let's see uh let's see what else we got here. All right. Coca-Cola ads. Fuck oh, it. here's one. <laughs> oh boy. Pears transparent soap for Damn. improving the complexion. And and as the viewers can see, they got this uh, couple of little kids, oh. and they got uh, they got a little black kid in the tub, and he's all happy. He's going to get a bath, and then the, and then after he washes with this Pears transparent soap, he looks he looks in the picture, and everywhere where he cleaned, he's actually white now. Oh man, yeah, the white kid's holding up the mirror to the black kid who's who's literally doing blackface at at that point, right? Right, right. But I mean, who thought that was okay? <laughs> I mean, this looks like it was probably in the, I mean, this could have been 1800s, honestly. This is very uh, old looking, right? Probably early 1900s, yeah. Early 1900s, so Okay, yeah. here's a good one. Here's another one. What were we always told? <laughs> <laughs> what it were took we me a second told? to see what that was, dude. The things you don't buy your wife for Christmas. Number one on the list is a fucking vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Do not buy your wife a vacuum cleaner. Don't buy a new dishwasher or a new oven and say, hey, Merry Christmas, <laughs> because that is not going to wash, not in today's world. But look at how excited she is. She's she's laying there. She's got a Christmas dress on, and she's got a brand new hoover with a nice little bow tie on it. Yeah. Christmas morning, she'll be happier with a hoover. And it looks like she's reading the instruction manual. Oh, yeah, uh, because she needs to get up and get to fuck cleaning. Yeah. You know what's so funny, though, man, is, like, my mom genuinely enjoys, like, woman stuff. Like, like I call it woman stuff like that. She loves... She has a Dyson, and she couldn't be happier to have this Dyson vacuum. Mm-hmm. And like, if if shit like that breaks, she wants a new one. And they're expensive. I mean, these Dyson vacuums are damn fucking seven hundred dollars at this point. So and your mom's probably a lot like my wife. My wife was like brought up stuff. for the house to be spotless. Yeah, dude. My yeah, my parents' house is phenomenally clean. Yeah, oh, and she yeah, enjoys it. Hey, you know, we got four people living in my house, three dogs, three cats, and my house is always meant. Yeah. And my wife will always get on my case. Oh my God, this house is trashed. I'm like, on its worst day, it's cleaner than some other people's houses I've been into. 
you know, my wife says, I don't give a fuck about anybody yeah. else's house. I only care about ours. Well, and it's interesting because, yeah, my dad doesn't care how, how clean the house is, right? Um, he helps her, obviously. But, yeah, no, she uh, she's the real stickler for the house being clean, too. And I think that it's probably something of being a product of that generation. I'm not sure the, uh, the ages of, uh, you know, where that kind of cuts off, but it's very well, interesting. I, I think it's pride and ownership also. Yeah, being house proud. What yeah, else my mother-in-law's here? house doesn't even look like anybody lives there. Yeah, like a little hotel room. Okay, so here's to. the here's a funny one. <laughs> Learn to train your wife in five easy five easy lessons. I used to think this was a joke. Now I've seen this <laughs> meme all over Instagram, but it was a real ad. And let's go over the list. Oh yeah, okay. Teach her to fetch your slippers and pipe, massage your feet, hey. serve you. Ice cold beer and snacks. Check, check, and check. Yep. Have her sit quietly while you browse your favorite television stations. Check on that one. Respond to nonverbal cues such as the snapping <laughs> of fingers. <laughs> if I snap my fingers at my wife, she would fucking probably cut my fingers off. Yeah, I can't say check on that one. Okay. Another, uh, okay. Another, yes, dear. Oh, answer yes, dear, to any and all requests. I don't like being called dear. Yeah, no, dear, that's that's old timey shit. Maybe daddy. Uh, but but uh, answering yes would be something I would love for my wife to say a little bit more often. Uh, but it's usually <laughs> but it's usually I'm tired. Don't even think about it. Okay, the next one is greet you at the door wearing nothing but cellophane wrap. Hey. I'm not I'm not against that one at all. Yeah, that one. I I, I mean, my wife definitely wouldn't go for that either. But <laughs> but 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 I don't mind the sound of that one. That one doesn't sound too bad. That's funny, but I mean, man. if that if that is OK, so here's the one I was talking about. We're going to run the sound. Your squad is ready for you to lead them through. With got this would have been gun. the ultimate toy as a little boy. Hell yeah. Grenade launchers. Yep. That's nice. That's good. Yeah, the nice little gun. Basically, what it was, it was like a huge gun with like all kinds of different attachments and shit to it. It looked like a Rambo gun. It yeah, looked it was like an badass. M60, had a grenade launcher, had anti tank missile on it. Yeah, I wouldn't and, mind one of those now. And I think that that, yeah, well, I, okay, so we're just grown up kids, right? Like, we still want, <laughs> we still want all that stuff, right? Don't you wish that you would have kept on all your toys and things like that as a oh kid? Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I had when I was a kid that would be worth a fortune today? What's that? The little pedal Batmobile. Oh, my God. Metal one? I think so. And like it had the two bars that you pedaled. It didn't have pedals, right? Didn't have pedals. It just had two bars. You move back and forth. Yeah, those are dope. Yeah, yeah that would yeah, be worth I, a fortune. I was big into Batman when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid is when the Batman series first came out. With Adam West? Uh, Adam West, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and that's when I uh, really got a hankering for women in tight clothes when Catwoman was around. Sure. And Batgirl. Sure. Okay, so let's look at this next one. Camel cigarettes, Prince Albert smoking tobacco. Grand gifts for smokers. Okay. <laughs> Hey, you're probably too young to remember this. Ring, ring. Hello. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? Yeah, well, yes, yeah. we do. Well, you better let him out. He's going to suffocate in there. <laughs> I never got what it meant, though. I know that it has something to do with the dick. Right? No, Prince Albert. He's in the can. He can't breathe if he's in the can. Yeah, I got. I mean, I, I guess maybe it's just old humor. But yeah, no, I've heard that several times. And I thought that it was a dick joke. Well, maybe it was supposed to be. Let's huh. see what else we got. Prince Albert with a camel. Yeah. So, so again, Santa pushing the cigarettes. Yeah. And Santa doesn't lie. Oh, here's oh. a good one. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. They got a picture of a lady with a gun to her head, and it looks like a Luger, which would be a, <laughs> would be a German gun. Yeah. Because Don't shoot because you've got nothing to wear. Just send 25 cents to Frederick's picture-packed catalog. Okay, when I was a kid, if you got your hands on a Fredericks of Hollywood catalog, you you were you got shit to do for a little while. Really? 
Are you familiar with Fredericks of Hollywood? Are we talking about beating off? Well, let's just say you had a lot of stuff you could look at and fantasize about. I got to ask you a question. You know, how do you feel about uh, the pointy boob era like this? Uh, yeah, the cone, the cone boobs. Yeah. Like the snow cone boobs. Yeah. Uh, that was just a fashion thing. That was kind of like a, uh, you know, that was definitely a fashion thing back in the day. They would make bras. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, I don't mind it. I'm trying to figure out what the hell all that noise is down in the shop. The I, I can't hear anything. You're good. Okay, cool. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. So, uh, fragments of Hollywood was a uh, very risque, very risque stuff. Okay. But anyways, but they got a picture of a lady holding a gun to her head. Oh, I have heard of Fredericks. Yeah. Now that I see the logo, it's crazy what logos do and like all that kind of stuff. Here's a nice, another one shows a, shows a woman nicely tanned, very nice figure. Yeah. In a bright yellow bikini. Notice the crotchal area. Yeah. How everything I'm going to use my pointer. Everything is defined. Yeah. But what does the ad say? The first thing I noticed was her big mouth. And her head's not even in the in the ad. And they're talking about a pickle jar, like a wide jar. Is it pickle or is it the the malt the uh, booze? Oh I oh good question. Oh here's a here's another sexist one. Uh girl size hands needs a girl size pen. Uh that one's not that big of a deal. Go up to a girl and whisper, yo, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, the Frito Bandito. This was another one. You got to play Okay, so, so let's do the song. Bandito song. Let's sing together. You just follow the bouncing Frito's corn chips bag. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandito. <laughs> I like Frito's corn chips. I love them. I do. I want Frito's corn chips. I'll get them from you. that's awesome okay so the frito bandito one that actually was taken off the air because it was supposed to be uh you know racist against mexican people yeah yeah but we see a lot of that in ads we see that with chinese ads and i think there might be one in this clip well, and why are they taking all these, uh, you know, ethnic people, if we're going to call them that, why are they taking them out of ads instead of like just kind of embracing that culture and like laughing about it as like, you know, not laughing at it, laughing with it kind of thing. Like if you're taking like an Indian woman off of, or a Native American woman off of a Land of Lakes thing um, and you're only allowing white men to be, you know, put on and used as advertising gimmicks, then all that you're talking about is white men, you know, and okay. it's, I think it's very... Okay shitty but yeah okay so so that's pretty much gone away now i was watching hulu last night i have my package with hulu so i can get a lot of other uh channels in on hulu right yeah like fx and uh you know cbs and a whole bunch of them and i was bored last night i was up late i wanted to watch something i really wasn't tired i mean i was tired but i wasn't because i had gone to bed way too early the night before uh all the ads were either showing interracial couples, interracial yeah. gay couples, men and women, not a single white heterosexual couple, like in the ad anywhere. Huh. So again, we know that these streaming services have gone quote unquote woke, you know, whatever that means. But but I mean, you know, Hulu was really big on the whole LGBT thing. Uh they've actually got a lot of shows on there about that. So if so, you notice so on you, I don't know if you've seen on YouTube too, but Google, I'll see if I can find one of these Google ads, but they're using like drag queens to promote the Google protecting password service. Oh, that's interesting. That it's, does, it's not surprising though. No, it's not at all. It's just very strange and it's jarring when you're like, you know, watching uh, UFC videos or whatever on YouTube and then you see a drag queen pop up talking about right. protecting your password. Well, we all know how YouTube, I mean, YouTube's owned by Google, so they got their own agenda, right? Sure. But check this one out. Loaded, don't take chances with pickups. <laughs> and, and and that and that basically means well, it says loose women, right? Yeah, hey. So, uh, but I think this was more uh, loose women were actually spies. Uh, see down here where it says VD is not victory, and that was the whole victory push in advertising during World War Two. Huh. VD is not victory. Oh. It's nice to have a girl around the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, for those listening, it's a tiger rug with a woman's head instead of a tiger's head. And a dude standing there with his foot on the back of her head. 
hopefully most people will be actually watching this because I think it'll be more entertaining. Yeah. Okay, again, back to the cellophane. Good yeah. things are twice as good in cellophane. Okay, cellophane was the plastic wrap like saran wrap. Uh, it was invented by DuPont. Of course, DuPont's a huge American corporation. One of the 13 bloodlines of the Illuminati, too. One of the original 13 families, correct. So you have uh, little Johnny and Jimmy, looks like they're twins, <laughs> and they're sitting in a bag wrapped up with cellophane. So yeah, that's what like, is the point that's of like that? John, John, that's like Johnny's spaceman, uh, you know, uh, because they're safe in there, Ryan. That's so strange. They're, yeah, they're safe because they're wrapped up in cellophane. Nothing's going to hurt them, meaning, you know, you... It's safe to wrap your food in cellophane. Huh. All right. What does this one have? The harder a wife works. Oh, here's one. So the harder a wife works, the cuter she looks. Gosh, honey, you seem to thrive on cooking, cleaning, and dusting. (laughs) And I'm all tuckered out by closing time. What's the end? By closing time. So So is this me? And old Jack goes out to the bar after work, stays there till closing time, comes home, expects a warm meal. (laughs) Uh, You know, that shit's not going to happen nowadays. She goes, vitamins, darling. I always get my vitamins. And it's got a a Kellogg's ad, it looks like. And Kellogg's is a very interesting company, too. Yeah, it looks like, oh, yeah. It looks like the cereal is called Pep. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. That was even before my time. So what else we got? Uh, Booby Trap. Here's another one. Syphilis and gonorrhea. Stay away from the loose women. That looks like Jane Russell. Okay, so so here's an advertisement that I thought was interesting. Here's one for Aunt Jemima. Okay. Which we know uh, she got canceled. Right? Yeah, this is no good. Jemima Deluxe Buttermilk Mix and this handy shaker. Here's a combination that'll turn out the best pancakes you've ever served. New Aunt Jemima Deluxe Buttermilk Mix has the buttermilk right in it and the directions for shaker pancakes right on the box. You'll pour the smoothest batter ever and bake the roundest, fluffiest pancakes you've ever made. Okay, so that's really no different than the Aunt Jemima mix you get in a, in a box now, which I got to say works pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. But, and I like the syrup too. Oh, yeah. So, so we're in New England. So, uh, fake syrup here, that's kind of like a no go. I and like you, it more, man. I, I've well, had the yeah, real well, stuff. Little G, little G hates real maple syrup. I so guess, I always yeah. got to get, I always got to get the log cabin for her. That uh, or Miss Butterworth. I like the body shape. Yeah, so so but but look at look at mom here in the kitchen. Okay. She's in the kitchen, she's dressed to the nines. Kind of reminds me of June Cleaver on Leave It to Beaver. Okay. Uh, who who was a nice look uh little beaver's mom. Yeah. Nice looking lady. She was always in a dress with pearls and heels. Didn't matter if it was seven o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock at night, she was always dressed to the nines, which I think was a subliminal message to women. Hey, you need to look good when your husband gets home. Or you're not going out in public dressed like that. You need to look like June Cleaver. <laughs> but but this is an interesting thing that I want to make a point on when we're talking about food here. Okay. So we see a lot of commercials about quicker food, easier yeah. food to make, right? And this all started coming out in the 60s. I remember Swanson Frozen Dinners, Hungry Man, de- uh, Hungry Man Dinners, which, you know, you didn't, this was before microwaves. Which they used to call radar ranges because it's already <laughs> telling you it's got radi- radiation in it. Uh, Amana was the one that came out with that. That was called the radar range. Okay, I know in, because in, we had in one. the fifties, right? Uh, it could have been. I mean, we had ours in like early seventies. Okay, but but uh, so, so now they're starting to push all these foods that you can make on the fly. Like you don't have to work all day cooking a big meal for when the family gets home. Little Jimmy yeah. and Sally get home from school. Ward gets home from work, great big huge spread in the kitchen ready for them. And they eat and they go off and they fuck off and do what they want to do while you're stuck cleaning up after them. Yeah. So this was the beginning of what I feel was the move to break up the nuclear family. Really? Because, yeah, to get the women convinced that they needed to go to work. Because when they go to work, they got to pay taxes. If a woman is a homemaker, and when I was in high school, they actually had classes called home economics. And it taught the girls how to do everything, every homemaking thing, cooking, cleaning, checkbook, all that stuff, like how to run the house. What did the guys do? Cor- they don't have those co- courses anymore. What's that, Ryan? What did the guys do when they were? Because did you take a home ec class? No, no, no. That was an, like an elective class. That was that was a 
there would be a couple of the dainty guys in school sure. that would that would take home ec. But uh but no, I didn't take home ec. I took auto shop. Little limp wristed uh light in the loafer type. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, those types were around. Now a friend of mine in school, his brother was gay. And that was back before I even knew what that meant. Uh, <laughs> and you were in high here. school. <laughs> What's that? And you were in high school. That's funny. Oh, I was in high school, yeah. Uh here's another one. She may look clean, but Oh man. Pickups. Good time girls and prostitutes spread syphilis and gonorrhea. So you how do you feel be, about you, this? Do you think that you, this is a bad thing? Well, this was during World War II, because if you look down bottom, it says you can't beat the Axis if you get VD. <laughs> so this is basically saying, okay, guys, we just conquered this city, right? We just liberated France. Of course, France, the term French horror comes from. Yeah. Don't be going out and spreading, uh, you know, getting anything from these girls and then getting sick. And then you got to be uh, getting shot up with penicillin and, and you're going to be taking, uh, you know, you're going to be in sick hall for a while. Yeah, we can't do that. We need every man on the ground. And I think that that's what this was. And not only that, just like in uh, MK Ultra, they used prostitutes to lure people in. So they would use a lot of prostitutes in German-occupied countries were actually spies yeah. for the Nazis, right? They, they, were, they were Nazi sympathizers. And the Nazis knew that, you know, we can use sex as a weapon too. So that's what they did. And I think maybe they would purposely go out and try to spend, uh, spread as much disease as they could. Huh. Because, you know, this stuff wasn't as easily cured back then as it is now. Now you just take a pill, get a shot, you're good to go, right? Well, what's interesting, too, is like when, you, when you're going through these ads, a lot of these are actually created by CIA-tied assets. I mean, you have literally um, CIA taps into journalists all the time. And obviously, this is a different form of journalism, but ad agencies, too are CIA connected in huge, huge ways. I think Gottlieb, um, a descendant of Sidney Gottlieb, uh, created a major ad agency, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, a lot of these uh, ad agencies were run by people from the CIA and the Mossad. Yeah. Here's an interesting one here. If your husband ever finds out you're not store testing for fresher coffee, you're going to get a spanking. <laughs> Yeah, and She's it's a, like, it's oh, a, my God, if I had just bought Chase and Sambo and I wouldn't be getting my ass whipped right now. There's some weird coffee commercials out there, man. Oh, some really interesting coffee commercials. Here's an, another oh, interesting Oh, boy. One. This is bad. You dirty boy. Why don't you wash yourself with, what is that, Vinolia soap? Look uh, at you, you grungy fucker. And it's a I black mean, boy with a white yeah. girl telling him this. Yeah, at the That's ocean. a rough one. Yeah, hey, but, and the thing is, too, like, the biggest thing is, is, like, uh, when they told women to wash in the ocean, God came back and said, oh, great, now all the fish are going to smell like that. <laughs> okay, here's another interesting one. Do you still beat your wife? Maybe you oh. should Maybe you should never have stopped. Read why in a rollicking, provocative, yet educational booklet entitled, Why You Should Beat Your Wife. Oh written my by God. an eminent practitioner of this manly art. Send 15 cents in stamps a coin too. Beating your wife's a manly art. Yeah, like like you got to keep them in line. They're but both I mean, smiling. this was everyday shit back then. Hey, I you mean, know, Ron, a, a lot of abuse, a lot of abuse took place back when I was a kid. Both. Uh, I the, mean, not in my man... family. My, my mother, if my dad ever lifted a hand to my mom, she always told him, as soon as you go to sleep, I will take a baseball bat to you. Yeah. So my dad was cool like that. And and of course, you know, me and my two brothers, we told them the same thing. Don't yeah. ever touch our mother. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, no, I, I was going to say, you know, the woman and the man are both smiling in that ad. So it can't be that bad, you know. Okay. So here's an interesting one, Ryan, that I was saving for you. Okay. Jello. Remember we were talking about the Chinese, right? So, yes. so listen, listen to the stereotyping in this ad for Jello. Hello tonight. Back to present. Small Chinese type baby waiting for dessert. Listen to how Chinese he talks. Mother, bling baby, jello, famous Western delicacy. Poor Chinese baby. He unable to tell if this jello is strawberry, raspberry, jelly, orange, lemon, lime, <laughs> black raspberry, black jelly, or grape. Jello is not for chopsticks. Or grape. Poor Chinese baby. But Chinese mother, bling baby, great Western invention. Spoon. Oh, man. <laughs> Great that Western was... invention, the spoon. That's so bad. Okay, so here was another one. 
have some fun. Beat your wife tonight. But it was all Jeez. about bowling. I mean, beat your wife bowling. Bowling's a ball at Westlawn, home of the Red Pin. West and not Lions. to not to get too uh, you know esoteric with this. It, it kind of looks like the Black Sun, the bowling. Well, ball it does. With the pins. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the beams coming off of it. Yeah. Right. So uh, that one I thought was interesting because any of the ones that uh, show like, uh, you know, uh, making women know that they were the lesser, right? Yeah. So here's another example right here, and this is an advertisement for Van Heusen, which we know is a is a cloth, uh, a men's clothing manufacturer. Show her it's a man's world. The dude's sitting in bed. He's already got a crystal like white shirt on with a tie. His wife brings him a plate of food, his, uh, you know, breakfast in bed set up. Yeah. She's kind of in her uh, house coat and she's kneeled down beside the bed. But she's smiling. She's smiling, but but that's sure showing a, a man's dominance right there. Jeez. Yeah. Breakfast in bed. I'm wondering why he's dressed up, even though he's in bed. I guess because it is a Van Heusen, Van Housen commercial. Maybe it's not really his wife. Maybe. Okay, so, so here's another one. 14-hour wives of, of eight-hour men need gold dust washing powder to enable them to get through work as early as their husband's gold dust saves time. Strength, patience, and money. So this <laughs> means, gotta have that fucking house clean when I get there. 14 hours. So whatever wives. it takes, go, go find a good shit, get it done. And that's Fuck. what this, and and that's what that. I mean, that's pretty brutal. They these are pretty rough. I mean, most of these are very, uh, you know, uh, driven toward. Oh, and this is a nice Hardee's one. Okay, um, so so here's a women don't leave the kitchen. <laughs> we all know a woman's place is in the home, cooking a man a delicious meal. But if you're still enjoying the bachelor's life and don't have a little miss waiting on you, and come on down to Hardee's for something sloppy <laughs> and hastily prepared. I what mean, was hard? It, they oh, always no, had I'm the sexual ads. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. I was thinking of Arby's, which is known for roast beef. And what do we acquaint roast beef with? Yeah. Okay. Beef curtains. Not not to sound sexist, but. <laughs> okay. What's this one here? Okay. Here's another one using underage women and yeah, uh, Brooke young. Shields. Remember when Brooke Shields did the Calvin Klein ads when she was like 13 or 14? I don't, she, to be Brooke, honest. Brooke Shields was. I remember when she was in Playboy magazine when she was like 13 or 14. Oh, shit. They did a whole story. I mean, she wasn't, you know, posing or anything like that. But they're using sex to sell. Like, here's this little girl, which kind of reminds me of John Benet Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. If she had blonde hair. And they're just using, uh, and it says, loves baby soft because innocence is sexier than you think. Jesus. That's okay, dark. if that isn't a little on the pedo side, I don't know what that is. It's more which than a course, little. Which, of course, what is the agenda that they're pushing now, Ryan? Yeah, normalizing this is... normalizing pedophilia. Mm, yeah, yeah, that one's dark. <laughs> okay, Most so of them we're, are funny. We're, that co- we're coming up on the end here because I know you got some. Don't worry, <laughs> darling. You didn't burn the beer. Schlitz. <laughs> hey, Schlitz, Schlitz was... isn't that malt liquor? No, Schlitz was beer. Okay. Uh, and Schlitz was awful. Really? Okay, here's the Xerox commercial. We kind of already talked about that one. Xerox. She's the lady that says she can't take dictation. <laughs> okay, so what do we got here? There's okay, this is Ooh. no shape for a girl. Okay, so now we're talking to pear-shaped girls. Little up top, big down bottom, which today everybody's fine with that. That's a pl- yeah, that's a good thing today. Yeah, that's why Warner's makes a concentrate girdle and a little fiber bra. <laughs> oh, excuse me, little fiber bra. So, again, a little on the sexist side. Hey. Okay, here's another one I think is a cigarette one coming up. Okay. Nice little cigs. Blowing right in her girl's face. Blowing her face and she'll follow you anywhere. (laughs) So this is an advertisement for Tipolette, which is probably uh, what we would call today Tipperellos, like the little cigars. Sure. Blow in her face and she'll follow you anywhere. Like, I don't know a single chick that would be into that right now. Well, it's a double entendre where you come on her face and then she'll follow you everywhere, which is true. Oh. <laughs> okay, so here's another one. Keep up with the house while you keep down your weight. So, <laughs> you st- okay, honey, you're starting to put a few pounds on. So this is what I want you to do. 
Go ahead and clean and eat total cereal. While you're home all day, fucking <laughs> off eating bonbons and watching General Hospital. Eat some total. Like, I don't want to see any food gone out of the refrigerator. Eat this total and get up there and do your chores. And I'm Damn. thinking maybe after a month or so, maybe you'll start taking some of that weight off. That's, That's what rough. that commercial is saying. Pretty rough. I thought I thought that was kind of, yeah, it's fucking bad, dude. Here's another one. Come out of the bone age, darling. <laughs> Warner's exclusive new exclusive new stay flat replaces pokey bones with circular springlets. And what I the think this it, and that well, this is for a girdle. See the girdle? Okay. To give the women the illusion of the skinny waist and the big, nice, nice puffy hips, which I like. Yeah, I, I like it too. And, and, and the bra with the pointy boobies. Yep. Okay. So I'm taking it that Warner was a uh, undergarment manufacturer. I never heard of him. Huh. Okay. So what do we got here? I mean, it's a, and it shows the guy's a caveman dragging his old lady across the room by her hair. Yeah, he's got like Spartan shoes on. We're pushing leotards. Okay, so this was the <laughs> beginning of the whole. Uh, what we call the yoga pant craze now. Yeah, right? and I, I am crazed about them. I'll tell you that right now. I don't see anything wrong with it at all. Me neither. Especially the TikTok ones. Okay, so what's this one? <laughs> Wives, look this ad over carefully. Circle the items you want for Christmas. <laughs> Show it to your husband. If he does not go to the store immediately, cry a little. Not a lot, just a little. He'll go. He'll go. And <laughs> what they're yeah, showing the, for pictures. What are the items, Ron? They're showing a food processor, a toaster, <laughs> an old percolator coffee. Uh, looks like a flat electric griddle. Uh, okay, a mixer for making cake and shit. Electric fry pan, a new stove range. Looks like another type of coffee maker. Oh, a can opener, electric can opener. And this thing here appears to be one of the home hair dryers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when the old blue hairs go to the salon and they get yep. their perms done, they get to sit and this whole big dome goes over their head, dries the their old hair. Blue hairs. <laughs> yeah. And it does, it says, says, husbands, look this ad over caringly. Pick out what your wife wants. Go buy it before she starts to cry. That's so funny, dude. Like this is none of this shit is anything that a woman longs to have. Maybe that hair thing a woman would want. She would probably like that. Back then. Okay. So. <laughs> i just no, thought these were funny oh they're hilarious in a really fucked up way gloria toth oh she's working out okay this is an ad for a diet pill called aids oh boy <laughs> oh question why take diet pills when you can enjoy aids oh my god this can't dude that well, guys, you know what to do. Head over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Same deal with the audio. Everybody over there at the Patreon gets the full version. Video versions available for this one over there at the $5 and up tiers just because this is somewhat of a visual episode. We described everything that we saw here, uh, but hope to see you over there at the Patreon, guys. And until next time, take care.